Hi there, man. This is Joel Vaughn, and you're listening to Frequency. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Frequency.fm podcast. Uh, I'm joined with my buddy Joe Brookhouse, and, um, you know, we're in midday, uh, just talking about the busyness of life, and um, <laughs> and you can't see it, but I can. <laughs> We're actually on video <laughs> Skype, and Joe is is gyrating. <laughs> no shimmying. I was shimmying. shimmying. Let's be clear. There's a big difference between a gyration and a shimmy, <laughs> and uh, one is certainly more inappropriate than the other. Although both are questionable. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm just every once in a while I have to remind myself that you were a DJ on a cruise ship. <laughs> Oh, I don't need to be reminded of that. Oh man. It's funny. We're both, we're both professionals. We're both, you know, you know, you're more PMP certified than I am because you practice project management. We're both, you know, sort of geeky project manager types and uh, we're both in ministry as elders. And it, it's funny how God works sometimes when he puts people together. I mean, there's what, 4,000 kilometers between us. Is it kilometers or miles? Miles. Is it miles? Is it for- no, I think it's well, kilometers. Let me see. All right. Well, it's close to it's 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 well over three thousand miles. I think yeah. I figured it out to be thirty four hundred miles or mm-hmm. something like that. Yes. Yeah, not, not that anybody needs to measure that. It's here's. I mean, he could live around the corner, and I'm busy enough that I probably would have never seen him. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just funny um, the dynamics of West Coast, East Coast, and it's funny when I talk to different people. You know, I just came back from the Gospel Coalition conference in Indianapolis. Right, yeah. And I mean, it was great. Got to connect with with um, folks that you know we're going to interview soon. Um, Dan Darling was one of them who we've talked to in the past about writing. Um, who actually, incidentally, is writing a new book, um, and I believe it's on sanctity of life, uh, hmm. which will be neat coming from someone who is the communications director for um, the Ethics Commission for the Southern Baptists, yeah. um, working with Russell Moore and his ministry. Um, it was so neat to be able to catch up because once we've interviewed somebody, if if they're dialed in, you have a relationship for life. So yeah, being able to cool. you know walk up in a big bookstore area, eighty five hundred people wandering around this place, and then you lock eyes and you're like, hey, I know you, and that was really cool. So and then you also ran into Drew Dick, right? Yeah, yeah. So Drew, who um, is originally from Canada, I think Red Deer, Alberta. Uh, his family. Wherever that is. Red Deer, yeah, okay. Alberta is like the center of Canada in the prairies. You could make up a name in Canada and I would believe you. Yeah, there is a place called Inuktuk too. <laughs> but That seems like it would be West Coast. Yeah, I think it's like Nineveh, which is a new territory. What? Still, I don't, no idea. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so he he sees me. I'm sitting at a table in a little cafeteria area in in the main part of, of the convention center not far from the Lucas Oil Stadium. And I'm just looking across and there's a guy in his laptop, you know, sort of intensely reading and looking at his computer. And I sort of walked over because I recognize his face. Uh, I've seen him on Twitter for seven years and, you know, gone back and forth. He I th- He's on the Leadership Journal. He, he writes for Christianity Today. You know, so in the pastor realm now, I see his face in emails and e-blasts. Walk over to him and he looks up and I said, you're Drew, right? He goes, Dan? <laughs> and I'm like, That's- does, does that mean that I'm I am a somebody in the United States? <laughs> but 
he didn't recognize me because I do anything is because I'm that one Canadian friend on Twitter. <laughs> right. Right. So anyways, it was fun to catch up, gave me, you know, big bear hug and, and throughout the conference, we saw each other a few other times and, and, you know, it was like long lost friends. And I love now, the that. other, the other side of that, of course, is he lives 10 minutes from me. Yeah. It's so amazing how, when I talked to him, I was living in Sarnia, Ontario, you know, on the U.S. border to Michigan, and he was in Chicago, and now he lives in Portland area or, or Vancouver, Washington, like those areas, and you're living right around the corner from him, and yet I'm the guy that actually sees him in person, <laughs> and I, yes. I live on the other end of the, the continent. What did I say like three minutes ago? You could live around the corner from me, and I would never see you. <laughs> That's the same thing with Drew. I mean, he's, I could just, he's just literally not more than 10 minutes from me. Yeah. So anyway, we're, he's one of those people that's on our radar that we've wanted to chat with for a while. Yeah. He, um, he, um, we, uh, reviewed one of his books a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, he wrote a book called yawning at tigers. That's right. Yeah. And, um, I knew it had tigers in the name. So, but the yeah. funny thing is, you know, he, he works for Moody publishing. He's, he's not, you know, he felt like a nobody there. Like he, he's not there as a published author. He's, he's there on behalf of Moody Publishing. Um, so he was just sort of roving around quietly and silently throughout the conference and just taking it in. And uh, so it was just neat to have that connection. And, um, you know, I would say the highlight of me being there was not necessarily all the speaking and preaching, although it was good because you can get that online later. It was, yeah. it was the relationship connections, um, the camaraderie, camaraderie that gets built when you can yeah. connect on social media and then make it in person. Um, yeah, so we're going to have a lot of interviews coming our way with, again, Dan Darling um, and uh, uh, Drew as well. And there's a few others that I want to talk to as a result um, through the Gospel Coalition. But uh, yeah, um, but as we dive back into our episode today, um, I had the chance to talk with Greg Sykes, um, who again is a, a West Torontonian, you know, he's actually from St. Catharines area, which is on the way to Niagara Falls for Americans <laughs> to have some context. Um, which is close to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo, New York. Um, yeah. but I mean, Greg, another gracious guy who's, who's really had a lot of success without it seeming like it, you know, he's been in the industry for a while, but he's a real estate agent, you know, he's got a day yeah. job and, um, he's really just surrounded himself with the right people over a period of time. And he's been touted as the guy who everybody knows wherever he goes because of his sort of infectious personality, even the graciousness of my interview with him, you know, on his cell phone, um, connecting with me while his family's coming in the door doing homeschooling and, um, right. You know, he's sort of like doing halftime in Nashville, halftime in Canada, uh, just how that whole dynamic works out. And, and he just treated me like, like I was number one priority the whole time. So um, great guy to talk to. Um, you know, as we walk into this interview now, uh, Greg is just raw and talking about what it's like to, to be an artist. And I asked him, you know, a bit about what it's like to be a Canadian artist in that realm. And to you know, be a worship leader and all that that entails. So, Joe, why don't we dive right into the interview uh, that I did with Greg Sykes? Outstanding.
you were talking about um, your relationship with Cindy Wilt Colville. Now she's passed mm-hmm. away. Um, mm-hmm. You're talking about mentorship and um, mm-hmm. she said something that Joe and I were talking about on our last recording that I thought was interesting because you were talking about how she said your songs weren't good. Mm-hmm. And she challenged mm-hmm. you in your songwriting. And I actually, I don't know why I thought of starting with that, but um, you know, it's, it's such an important thing to take objective feedback and how did that hit you when when she sort of presented you with that that's a great question well she i should give more context to it yeah she was saying the songs that i've heard of yours they're not very good but but how many songs have you written i said well probably 10 and she said oh well that's probably why she she said there have been uh several writers who've come to her over the years who I won't, you know, use any names, but, but guys now who you, you will know, you probably know 20 or 30 of their songs as writers, but she said that their first 10, 15 songs weren't very good either, Hmm. but they took that reality and went and said, okay, well then I need to write a hundred more or 200 more to get those one or two ones that will really resonate with people, hopefully. And so of course it's not a science, but that liberated me. That made me go, oh, well then maybe it's a little more of a numbers thing. I just am not good at it because I'm not doing it. Right. And so I went, I took that as a commission commissioning to go and write more songs. And uh, she didn't just leave me there. She went and said, send me everything you're writing that you're excited about. And, um, and she did, I know that I will, you know, name one name, Matt, she's very open about it. And so is Matthew, but a writer and artist, Matthew West was somebody who she invested a lot into early before many had heard of Matthew. Yeah. And she said, he's, he's one of the hardest working guys in, in Nashville and, and he's producing so many great songs that more, you know, Christian music, radio, Christian radio, not as much for Sunday morning, uh, worship leaders, but writing incredible songs that, that, uh, that made me go, okay, wow. So there's an example of somebody who I want to emulate Matthew West and his writing ability, but he started in a place where his early songs weren't that great either. And so it's okay that our early songs, we just need to do it. To be able to have a music mentor who's honest, I think is is key, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, for sure. Now, obviously, um, Paul would be another mentor of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you talk about. Um, I think it was the um, podcast where you were talking with Wisdom Moon uh, back in January. I was listening mm-hmm. into that um, mm. and talking about when you got the phone call from him, just praying <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, just to have that kind of, of character and that kind of um, encouragement in the songwriting community. I, I can't imagine what that would be like when it's somebody that you sort of look up to. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah. And, and of course, like, you know, I grew up with, with music back in the 90s. Well, 80s. I'm aging myself again. But <laughs> when I became a believer and listened to Christian music in the 90s, um, you know, Michael W. Smith was huge for me. And I know yeah. that... Um, you got a chance to to do music and tour with him, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's in a different world now. He's sort of passing the baton on to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because y- you have a new EP out, Reverse. Yeah, uh-huh. there's certain aspects of your EP that really stood out to me in a good way. In a good way. Good. Um, <laughs> good. I mean, it's always hard when you're putting yourself out there. There's one song though I just wanted to mention. I think it's all I need to know. Yes. Um, I, hopefully you take this as a compliment. It actually was okay. reminiscent of Give It Away by Michael W. Smith, back from Change Your World. Um, the yeah. chorus, I don't know if it's the female vocalist back up in it. Um, okay. 
yep. it sort of brought me back there. And I wondered if there was any element of mm. Smitty's music that still interjects into what you're doing now. Absolutely. 100%. You know, our, for me, my, my early influences, it's almost like a, a you know, if a, if a tree grows up around a fence, it'll actually grow around that fence and it'll always be part of its foundation, right? Mm. Um, even as the tree gets bigger, there's always, that fence is still in that tree. So as I've been, you know, growing up as a, as a believer and as a songwriter and musician and singer, I'm finding that most of my early uh, influences are what is coming out when it's, you know, a few weeks ago and I'm at the board looking at listening to mixes and, and making suggestions. Or well, what if we add a choir? What if we add a, you know, and, and uh, so it's almost unavoidable. It's yeah. just in, it's in me to, to want to emulate the things that I, love yes so i don't know if i could say oh yeah we totally took because i'm trying to remember that song i don't even know love isn't love unless you give it away is that yes. the one yeah exactly yeah, yeah i've heard that song so i uh probably somewhere in my subconscious yeah <laughs> songs like that and, and, and most of anything that paul balash has recorded but yet there's some justin timberlake influence and there's some chris tomlin influence and there's michael buble influence in the way that i t try to approach some of my words and my vocal you know <laughs> so yeah. there's just sort of a, of a, a stew of like you know mm -hmm. all now, my influences i hope yeah no and I, I meant it as a compliment because again mm -hmm. yeah sure it is smitty has a has a unique sound there's something about that mm -hmm. song it has sort of that that epic feel to it that goes beyond just listening to you and maybe a backup singer <laughs> i don't right, know any yeah, other way yeah. of saying it um, no, no, no. That that's that's the first song that I got the first mix back. That by the time the bridge came, I was sitting crying, mm -hmm. going, "Thank you, Lord. This is this is even better than I could have, you know, imagined." Of course, there's always things, man. I'd love to change about once something's set in stone. You look at it, and you go, uh "Oh, maybe I should have done this, that, or the other thing." But that song, that that's one that just had me crying at first mix, going, "Thank you, God, for uh, the fact that I'm getting to." now have a team around me and and uh producers to work with to get these songs the way that i just can't get them on my own but i've always yeah. dreamed of getting them recorded oh you know? yeah. So it's, yeah it's a huge privilege well and you just sort of led me into my next question is you're a canadian singer mm -hmm. songwriter worship yeah. artist um i've heard enough canadian artists and i love them to death um there's a lot of great talent but not always mm -hmm. it, it doesn't always come out like it sounds Canadian or it sounds maybe just that, that um, lower level of polish. I don't mm, know if that's mm. just, maybe they don't have the resources or, or the, like you said, the people around them to, to mm. stretch them beyond themselves. Um, you've mm. done a good job or at least the recording is um, it just sounds full and it sounds non-Canadian. Is that any way of putting it? <laughs> sure. Thank um, you. Yeah. Did, I appreciate that. Did you find a different dynamic because you're working with, with other people in through the U.S. and Canada, um, compared to if you were just you know, a solo artist in St. Catharines, Ontario. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Uh, I mean, the practical side of an increased budget to be able to spend more time involving more musicians, more more brains in, in the in the creative process, weighing in, uh, more chances to say, let's revisit that. Let's actually try a version with the drums out in the bridge, or with with, uh, with strings, or with uh, you know, shortening or lengthening the chorus. And that's a privilege I've not quite been 
privy to yet to be able to just spend more time and have more and have access to resources to do it. And then, of course, the, the blessing of having these guys who have been given awards upon awards for, for what they do and then getting to sit with them and, and, and see firsthand why they've been acknowledged for their work and their their work ethic and their giftedness in the area of production and writing. And and so that that's a big difference. I don't know. There's I've got some friends in Ontario who are incredible producers, though, who I for some of the process I've, I've gone, huh. I've gone home to them and said, guys, the way we just did it in Nashville was basically just the same way that you do it. Yeah. But you're just not in Nashville. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right now you're you're in a condo in the U.S. because mm-hmm. part of your world now is, mm-hmm. you know, with integrity music and with um, promoting music and, you know, hitting the streets, going on tour, all these kind of things. But what is what is the world like when it's not that? Because I know you're a real estate agent, right? Yeah, I still do have my license. Yeah, I do my real estate license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so how do you balance the new expectations of Greg mm-hmm. Sykes, the artist, with yep. family life with your wife and kids and mm-hmm. being a real estate agent? Do you want to just sort of walk people through that? Sure. Yeah, of course. Well, I, I don't have a perfect answer. We're still working on that, yeah. how to balance it all. But one one way that uh, we've tried to filter every decision through in this season of traveling and juggling the practical side of, well, you need you know, you need resources. You need a place to sleep. We need what we want and, and need, um, you know, consistency for our kids and, and family time is a priority. So, uh, of, of course, our as a family, our relationship with God is primary. That goes without, should go without saying. Then our, our family dynamic, my wife and our kids, is priority number two. Music, real estate, dreams, ministry, jobs. I mean, that's all a far third so if when uh, I mean how do I say this when we're looking at our calendar I'm just always fighting for for my family there are certain opportunities that I've just not been able to do or have had to say this is cool this would be great to do but it can't take precedent now because it would mean three weeks away from my family without seeing them. And that's just not going to, in this season, it's just something we've committed to not do. Mm. Now, I also, a very practical answer is my wife is a warrior. She homeschools our kids this afternoon. I mean, I could show you, actually, Yeah. I'll just tear the veil away and just show you our dining room table here in Nashville. Sure, yeah. Um, so, I mean, here's our kids' spelling book. I don't know if you see that. Oh, yeah. Crayons. Yeah. This was their school today. And as, you know, we, we fill out their sticker chart when they, Oh, you know, this great. is our school, our school closet. It's yeah. backwards, I guess, right? But <laughs> so when we're here in Nashville, that's their school is our dining room table. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we travel together a lot. We've just been away for a couple of weeks together. I had to do some touring here in the States, but then I had a week off. So we went to Disney. We went to Florida, mm. did a little bit of work while I was in Florida. We came home and now I'm working here for a couple of days. We're all flying back to Canada tonight to be at church to lead worship this weekend. And my wife's going to lead the kids ministry program this weekend. So we're just doing it as a family. Uh, Sometimes I'll, you know, a tip you itinerant worship leaders. Sometimes maybe you could charge just enough to go travel to sing somewhere to bring your whole family and maybe not pay, maybe not have any profit left. But I see it as pure profit to be able to have three days out west in Western Canada at a church 
and my family came and we went home broke even, but we just spent all my you know money on bringing my family. And we were, we're making memories. We've been to France and England and Germany and all over the States and all over Western Canada and some of you know, pretty much all of Ontario together as a family. We've yeah. put on a lot of miles and kilometers as a family. Wow. Uh, I couldn't do that without my wife. She, she packs bags and cleans up and sacrifices you know, her, some of her friends parties and, and she makes endless sacrifices that I'll be eternally grateful to her mm. uh, for that. So I guess the short answer is keep things in priority and my wife. <laughs> that would be the answer. <laughs> no, yeah. that's, that's great. And there's a, there's a lot of wisdom wrapped up there. I mean, you don't actually look that old, but can I ask how old you are? Yeah, I, I am. Oh, we've lost signal. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I just turned 34. Okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, again, I, I can tell just from talking to you that you, you have had people invest in your life to make these, oh, yeah. these things a priority. Um, mm. Because the draw of success, quote unquote, of, you know, signing a record deal, having, having people notice you, having your, your name put forward, your music put forward is a huge compliment, but it is a huge sacrifice because it's, the road can be tough, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. glorious. There isn't a corporate jet there to pick you up and drop you off. <laughs> You're just like everyone else. But at the other end, you still have, you know, a, a persona. Um, but you seem to have been able to be um, pastoral about it, I guess is the word I'm looking for, hmm. where, you know, you. You're, you're a worship pastor before you're a quote unquote uh, professional musician. Um, mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself to be a pastor before musician? I guess is my next question. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, would you take the opportunity to um, to step aside as you go get to the next step when you're working with other artists? You know, because it's always tough when you yeah. when you get music out there is to keep pumping it out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, are you? Mm-hmm. Because if you're a songwriter, and like you said, you have to be writing all the time. Do you feel a, pres- yeah. a pressure with that? No, no, I love, I absolutely love writing. Um, it, it's, there was a period about a year ago where I had written so much and taken, you know, almost a month off of any live singing anywhere, not at church, nowhere. And, and I started to go, wow, like I could actually see myself purely writing in private yeah. and just encouraging others to use my songs or co-writing with other artists. And that may be the end game. Mm. How cool would it be to do that? But at the same time, I also feel like part of what I've been wired to do is to, to, to lead worship and to uh, hopefully inspire others to worship and inspire others and encourage others with actually public singing too. So as the artist, you know, kind of a artist word, uh, but I, I'm very okay with um, being just a writer um, mm. I don't feel the pressure. I mean, technically on my publishing deal, I have a, a, a quota or I have a number of songs I need to write. But um, I, I mean, every day in the word of God and in life and conversations with my kids and wife, there are song ideas that my antenna are always up. You know, I just the hard thing is to then take them and finish them and actually make them into songs and not just ideas. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you landed in Matthew five and the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes. And um, yeah. And again, when I'm looking through. Um, any song that's coming out or being released, I'm always wondering if, if it's been looked through the lens of scripture mm-hmm. or the lens of experience. Mm. Um, you know, cause 
we try to listen to a lot of music and a lot of music out there is is polished and good but it is experience driven um mm-hmm. you know maybe not with the theological lens that it could have uh, so is is that important to you do you think it's important mm-hmm. um to to always have that theological lens or do you or or how do you feel about that in mm-hmm. modern worship yeah i mean there are songs i love that are that artists have just poured their heart out on a page and and you actually could maybe read the lyric and go there's no theological uh, uh correlation uh, no scriptural correlation uh to this but mm-hmm. you know the chorus hallelujah 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 i mean based on what scripture i mean sure there 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 is david used that word so i guess technically that's a bad example <laughs> but um you know it, it is not so literal it's it's but there's something powerful and and maybe even anointed about that song i don't know yeah. uh but however the songs on, on this project that, that I, I i have been a part of creating they each come from uh both experience my experience with god or my experience on earth and a scriptural uh, correlation and it was you know really helped to to actually identify that and put it in writing was i did a, a five-day devotional for the U version bible app mm. and and we had to give a bit of a you know sort of story around the song and then a scriptural scripture for it so it went back to each date of creation file for each song and went oh yeah we were working from this scripture mm. one i re- reverse engineered and went wow actually we wrote the song and it is this scripture. We didn't even talk about that, but it is actually the scripture in, yeah. in Corinthians say. So I believe that's important. It's helpful practically as a worship leader to say, Hey, we're going to learn this song based on this scripture. Oh, and maybe you're going through this. So there's that both you said experience and scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I, in a perfect world for me, the songs I love to lead and sing and want to record may have both. Would I don't want to sing about it, something I've never experienced. Uh, you know, unless it's heaven, of course, uh, or characteristics of God, we've not been able to experience in faith, sing about them, but mm-hmm. experience-based and scriptural, to me, it sounds like a good, sounds like a course in songwriting university. <laughs> well, my, my family's home here, so I don't hey. know if you're still re- recording, but it's real life. My, my hey, that's cool. Hey, that's guys. cool. I'm just doing a little interview here, so you're welcome to come on in, but. <laughs> so. Yeah, I won't keep you much longer, but uh, yeah, I want to say hello for sure. Okay, this is my this is my daughter Naya. Maybe can you say hi? Hi. Hi there. This you can Dan. tell her I'm in Canada. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's in Canada. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, you can't. She can't yeah, hear she you. She can't hear me. Yeah. But anyway, he said hi. That's and there's my boy Cole. Can you say hey, bud? Hi. Hi. Chocolate on his face. <laughs> and your best. wife probably doesn't want to be referenced. <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> if she's anything like my wife, yeah. It's like, keep she it over there. so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I won't keep you much longer. I just wanted to have a little bit of fun and ask you, you know, what what songs are you listening to, and secular, Christian, whatever. You know, what what's your musical passion when you're traveling? Yeah. So we've been listening to the Beauty and the Beast soundtrack this week yep. on repeat. We yep. saw that movie with our kids, and um, my wife and daughter saw it yesterday. Yeah. Isn't it good? Oh, you see, it's, I didn't it's really see it. good. I saw the Batman movie. Oh, nice! That's Lego great. Batman, so. uh, you know, I, I Lauren Daigle uh, in the in the Christian music world. Lauren Daigle and I've got Chris Tomlin's new album. We listen to For King and Country. Oh yeah, our kids our kids love Brit Nicole. Yep. Um, of course, anything Paul Balash and Michael W. Smith, you'll find that on my iPhone. iPhone. I've also bought every every song that Michael Bublé has ever released. Okay. Bought a pack a deluxe sort of like lifer collection of Michael Bublé stuff. And I love 
that's good driving music to me, jazz, uh, sometimes upbeat stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, so that would be, I do like some Justin Timberlake too. Nice. The appropriate tunes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly, yeah. Actually, Joe's a huge Blue Rodeo fan, which oh, is cool. strange for a West Coast American. I don't. Yeah, no kidding. I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, it's awesome. But <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, and, and a, I like a lot of the same guys you do with Michael W. Smith, but, you know, Brian Adams, Corey Hart, like oh, back back yeah. sort of in that oh, era. Um, but I'm always curious to know what people are listening to. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you've, you've got, uh, your, your EP is out. Um, yes. it's called reverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Thank you for yeah. promoting it. No, it's great. Um, it's on iTunes. You, you know, you can probably get it everywhere. Um, yep. I know you've had radio play and, and charting, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's in the inspirational realm on uh, mm-hmm. iTunes, right? So you can look for it. That's right. Okay. And, mm-hmm. um, do you want to just say where people can contact you for more info? Yeah, sure. I do have uh, gregsykes.com, gregsykes.ca if you're in Canada, <laughs> or gregsykes.com um, would be the best. And then my socials, you know, my social media things are just my name, Greg Sykes, um, Instagram and Facebook and all that. But but you can you can link to it from my website. Uh, awesome. and, and then, yeah, there's, there's stuff on YouTube. I'm about to put out a, a song story and a tutorial for worship leaders, how to play all five songs. Um for uh, on the ep okay. and you know with little chord you know pictures and yes. how, how to do it so so just maybe i'll even send that to you um now if, if, if you want if sure. that would help yeah. um but they're going to be out sort of shared on youtube and all that in the next few weeks no oh, that's awesome well yeah again i appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and my uh, pleasure we'll probably have it out in pretty short order and uh again it's, it's friday afternoon so i appreciate you taking the time and and, oh, yeah. Uh, I hope you have a good weekend with your family. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate you uh, you helping promote these yeah. songs and, and what God's up to here. And, and uh, I hope we can meet each other face to face soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much. You take Thank care. Thank you, man. Have you too. Week. See you then. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey Dan, thanks for uh, thanks for getting together with Greg, and thanks to Shannon Walker over at Integrity Music for coordinating that for us. Shannon's a good friend; we can't uh, tout her enough, mm-hmm. and yeah. great uh, fierce advocate for artists, even artists that she no longer represents. And um, you guys may also recall a we interviewed Shannon Walker way back, uh, probably three and a half years ago, um, and uh, we also um, Greg was previously on the podcast. Because, um, uh, we, well, I didn't interview him, but he was at CMS Northwest. and um, That's right. Yeah. And uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew Marcus interviewed uh, Greg for us. I was sitting right next to him, chaperoning yeah. to make sure that, you know, he, he, he did it as professionally as we, <laughs> we do. <laughs> well, he was a hyperspazoid, but that's just him. Yeah, yeah, lots of lots of energy. Yeah. I felt like I was hanging out with my son, you know, yep. um, who's eight. Uh, but anyway, thanks for the interview. I I loved hearing about at the very outset as you jumped right into what it's like to receive. You know, how do you receive um, a, a critique from somebody yeah. that's delivered truthfully and in love and do so graciously? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I loved how you started right out there, and I and I loved Greg's response. And also just, you know, 
practically speaking, how he is trying to find that balance between day job and pursuing music professionally, mm-hmm. but how his family trumps everything. I love yeah. that. Love that. Yeah. Specifically when he talked about the funding, like he may end up with nothing in his pocket at the end of the whole journey of something just for the sake of making sure his family can be there with him. I think that's outstanding. Um, now, yeah. now, of course, making that a priority means that his day job has to take precedence over music to pay the bills. Yeah. Because if yeah. you're going to spend two weeks away traveling, you know, with somebody on the road and you bring your family, then that's your holidays in a lot of cases. Yeah. So there is, I mean, there's definitely a benefit when you're, when you're in real estate that you have the flexibility to create your own schedule and, mm-hmm. you know, the pipeline that you have in term is, is the pipeline that you create and that you foster. Yes. Um, so if, if he's gone for two weeks, that's two weeks, he's not working deals that could, you know, be groceries or whatever yeah. that might be. So exactly. man, it's very, uh, but anyway, a very practical perspective, um, and yeah, is like Greg has got to be one of the nicest people on the planet, right? Yeah. And on top of yeah. that, his, his voice is sincere. I don't, I don't think his music is overstated or, um, like right. he's trying to prove a point. He's actually just trying to, to do songs that are singable, you know, and he's just as excited. I know on his Facebook feed, you know, he'll share with his family when he hears his song on the radio and they get excited and. And it was Florida, right? Yeah. You heard it in Florida. Yeah. yeah. It's just funny to, you know, a guy who's Canadian, who's temporarily in the U.S., you know, and driving through, hearing your song on the radio in another country. It's just, that's got to be a cool thing. But it's never gotten him beyond himself. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, love that. Yeah, yeah. He's still a family man. He's not looking to score points or get awards and things like that. So... Yeah. And uh, before we close out, Joe, um, our next interview is with a guy that you interviewed, uh, Matty Mullins. Uh, do you want to just explain that briefly? Yeah. For those of you who didn't listen to part two of Joel Vaughn, we'll go over this one more time. And first of all, shame on you <laughs> if you didn't listen. Uh, but it's but Matty Mullins uh, it may be best known as the lead singer of a metalcore uh, outfit called Memphis Mayfire. And if you're a metalcore fan, you already know who they are. They're a big name and, and, and they are a secular band. And it's probably good to, to, to present that. Uh, and it's clear in the interview. Yes. That's, that's what they are. Very successful, you know. Um, yeah. He was on the, the band's warp tour with them in the West coast, I believe. I don't know what you're talking about. The Vans Warped Tour is like a big, big um, music tour, secular music tour that uh, Memphis Mayfire was a part of, as far as I know. Oh, see, you know more than me because I had to ask my wife what Coachella was yesterday. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what Coachella is? Isn't, you don't either. Isn't that a, you don't isn't know that either. a movie? No, no. So you don't know either. So good. I feel better. It's apparently a big music festival kind of thing in the LA area. No, so, never heard of it. Good. See, here here we are completely out of sync with what's going on in the real world and <laughs> and trying to <laughs> trying to be worldly. Oh well. Well anyway, let's fail. let's be honest though. If you go to the iTunes main iTunes music page and you look at the top ten downloads, would you have any clue who they are? I find that the music industry is totally out to lunch in the the R and B hip hop you know, rap realm more than anything. There isn't a lot of mainstay recognizable artists unless they're remakes or um, retro albums. See, I don't know. I don't have iTunes. 
I intentionally avoid iTunes. So I'm not going to be able to say that. But having said that, Maddie Mullins just released a solo album on the 21st of April. Yep. And it was a great conversation. Don't miss that one. And if you're on Patreon, you're probably already listened to it. There you go. And if you're not on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, <laughs> you could be listening to the raw unedited interview with Maddie Mullins. Yeah, and we should we should close with that by saying that, you know, this is a community, you know, we're a charity, we're a charitable organization. Our goal is to to get good art in front of you. It's to have real raw conversations with people um, that can encourage you and um, talk about reality of life in the arts world and um, in life in general. I mean, we're, we're professing believers. This is where we're coming from. So um, we're not trying to hide that fact. Um, if you want to be a part of the community, we want you to be a part of it. And then you can partner us by, by either uh, contributing financially through patreon.com. Or if it's just simply sharing our posts and sharing our social yeah. media so that people can can actually see it in your feed and um, subscribe on SoundCloud or on iTunes, all the major audio outlets that, that we are. I think we've been doing this for how long, Joe? Six years now? Um, not as frequency, but you and I as a as a team. Yes. Yeah. Between, between projects, you know. Yeah. 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 But we've definitely Since, uh, been doing 2011. this. 2011. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So we've yeah. been doing this for a while. Um, but again, this is not a popularity contest for us. Uh, we do this because um, we like to talk about music and, and art. And um, we want you to be a part of that. So continue to join the conversation. Um, make sure you rate us because that does actually push us up in the listings um, so that more people will listen to us. And uh, if you ever want us to talk to somebody that you know that you we haven't mentioned, let us know. So uh, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Adios.